Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for September the 25th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it is your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But today we got some more news about Resident Evil 8, and it looks like it could be coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. The big key word there is could. Resident Evil Village producer Tsuyoshi Kanda revealed the news during a Tokyo Game Show presentation today on Friday. While Resident Evil Village is being developed specifically for next-generation consoles and PC, we are looking into delivering the experience on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as well, he said. We are looking into it, but we can't make any promises. However, we will do our best in creating a top-tier survival horror experience on current generation consoles. Hopefully, we'll be able to share some more good information, but it's really exciting, right? So keep tuned for more information on this front. Resident Evil Village, which is scheduled for release on next-gen consoles and PC in 2021, was announced during a PlayStation 5 event in June. It takes place several years after the events of RE7 and retains a first-person perspective. Players once again take on the role of Ethan Winters, who is now living peacefully with his wife Mia, but that ordinary life is shattered by Chris Redfield, who helped Ethan in the previous game. During its TGS presentation, Capcom said the village plays a central role in the game, so much so that it can be considered another main character. Director Morimasa Sato said in a new making of video as linked above, We thought a lot about making a game that you can make your own approach to, where you can figure out your own solutions to the problems you face. This is something we decided to do a lot more of with this game, so you have a lot more freedom than in Resident Evil 7. We want players to experiment, to figure out things that work for them. We want everyone to think of Resident Evil Village as a horror movie that you can play. Sounds very interesting to say the least, but the big news here is that they are looking into releasing the game on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, and I don't think this is going to be problematic. Because if you see the opposite, if you see a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One game, and the developers say they are looking into releasing the game on the PlayStation 5, uh, that is something that you can expect. But whenever you are bringing a game back, that could potentially create a, for lack of a better term, half-assed port. If it is not done well, and it is not optimized properly, then you simply have a broken version of a good game. Now, the other possibility is that the previous last-gen version could hold back the next-gen version, and that's a threat that always exists whenever you do have this cross-generational gap. If you look at what happened with a game like Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, it's not a bad game. It's a phenomenal game, and it's one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games, but it probably could have done more with the power of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One as compared to what it actually did on the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Again, not a bad game, but it probably could have done more. The same could be said for something like Battlefield 4, whenever that happened during the launch window of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Uh, but I digress. Hopefully this is going to turn out to be a pretty good game, and so far it's shaping up to be phenomenal, and I'm really enjoying the direction they are taking Resident Evil. If you want the classic experience, you can get the remakes. Of course, you have Remake 2 and Remake 3, but on top of that, you also have these new experiences, something entirely new and fresh in the world of Resident Evil 7, and that continues on into RE8. Uh, so this is absolutely going to be a next-gen experience, but the question is, can they make it work on the current hardware that is out on the market 
right now. In the meantime, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is still going to be coming out, but not this year. Electronic Arts still has not revealed Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and that's for a reason. The publisher originally planned to launch the remastered trilogy that I first reported on back in May, Jeff Grubb says, with an October reveal and release. But now, EA and developer BioWare are pushing that release into early 2021, according to people familiar with the development. The primary factor holding up development beyond the pandemic is the original Mass Effect game. It currently does not live up to the quality of the rest of the package. It would make a poor first impression for new players, and it might disappoint fans who then won't go on to play and experience the impressive upgrades for Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. There is a problem with both visuals and gameplay. The people working on the game understand the issues, and they want to do right by the franchise's fans. But one aspect those fans won't get to experience regardless of how much time Bioware gets is the multiplayer. EA does not plan to include the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer in this package. Something like that would turn this remaster into a live service game, and that is likely not worth the investment. The publisher could instead put those resources into Apex Legends or another new cooperative shooter, although that is just my speculation, says Jeff Grubb. Mass Effect Legendary Edition will, however, include all of the downloadable content for all three Mass Effect games. This will enable players to get the full experience included in the purchase price. This might disappoint fans, but that's on me and not EA or Bioware. They are holding back until they are certain. Indeed, they are holding back until they are certain because now, uh, for those that are keeping track at home, you have the essential... Uh, non-announcement of this game, the leak, if you will, that confirmed its existence. You have repeated confirmations that the game is coming. You have all of these hints that it is inevitable. And now you have the delay of a game that hasn't even been announced yet. So essentially, you're getting an entire press cycle uh, without even actually confirming this exists. Uh, now, of course, this is absolutely real. There is no doubt in my mind. Uh, but it sounds like it is running into some issues. Are they caused by COVID-19? That could be part of the discussion. Uh, but no matter their cause, they are happening, and it is something that the team has to deal with and that fans will have to go ahead and factor into their schedule. Now, this is still going to be a success either way, but it is very important to ensure that they are done properly, and by they, I mean the remasters. You have to treat them with the respect they deserve because these are legendary games for a lot of people that grew up playing Mass Effect, that grew up enjoying the adventures of Commander Shepard, and it became one of the most popular sci-fi experiences of all time for a reason. Fans are very passionate about it, and when there's passion, uh, there can be a lot of vitriol if you are not handling that franchise properly. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the team is up to and what they have been up to, but at this point, come on, just, just announce the game. Kind of like what happened overnight with Metal Gear, which of course has been in the news in the past few days about a potential remake, but it looks like that might not be the case. The Metal Gear classics have been re-released for PC via GOG. A trio of Metal Gear classics have been re-released for PC via GOG.com, alongside a handful of Castlevania and Contra games. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, and Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance are all available now, priced at $4.79, or whatever the equivalent in pounds is, uh, for the first Metal Gear and $7.19 for the others. A five-pack of Castlevania and Contra games is also available. The Konami Collector Series Castlevania and Contra bundle includes Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, Contra, and Super C. 
And so this looks to be where those big uh, listings ended up going. Of course, we heard earlier this week that these were listed on some kind of ratings board. I believe it was a Korean ratings board, if I remember correctly. Uh, this was in yesterday's episode of the Jam Pack Report, if you do want to go back and check out that show. Uh, but it looks like the Metal Gear uh, classifications were, in fact, for these re-releases. Now, we were talking about the hypothesis that a Metal Gear remake could be in the works for the PlayStation 5 and the PC. There are some rumors floating around about that. That could still be a big, uh, big potential. You never know when it comes to what is actually in development. And of course, I don't have any kind of inside resources that tell me one way or the other. But it seems like it's something that would make a pretty good amount of sense because of how much passion is behind the Metal Gear franchise. And as far as console exclusivity goes, Metal Gear is a very PlayStation-centric game. If you look at how people perceive this franchise, it does tend to get kind of lumped in with the PlayStation family. So it makes sense to pay for that console exclusive. But maybe you could buy these games from GameStop when they launch because an investor reportedly plans to turn the retailer into an Amazon rival. Looks like it's not going under anytime soon if this investor has anything to do with it. A Bloomberg report earlier this week claimed that GameStop's biggest individual investor, Ryan Cohen, has plans to turn the struggling retailer into an Amazon rival. Cohen, who possesses nearly 10% stake in GameStop, has been engaged in talks with the company's management and board members. Following Bloomberg's report, GameStop shares surged by 28%. Cohen's firm, RC Ventures, said that it plans to produce the best results for all shareholders. According to the publication, his goal is to prevent GameStop from meeting a fate similar to Blockbuster's, which was put out of business by streaming services like Netflix. Cohen reportedly intends to achieve this goal by convincing GameStop to adopt an online model that can challenge Amazon. For example, customers would be allowed to conveniently trade in their games online and ship the discs rather than physically walk into a store. Additionally, Cohen wants to improve GameStop's existing services by offering more products for sale online and shipping them quickly. We don't know the full extent of Cohen's plans, but analysts are already skeptical about GameStop's ability to become an Amazon competitor. There are a lot of companies with much deeper pockets than GameStop that have a very difficult time competing with Amazon, and some are barely competing. Walmart, for example, Loop Capital analyst Anthony Cock... Ooh, what's that name? Ch Chikumba. Ooh. Uh, uh, tub thumping, little, little Chumbawamba, uh, little, little loop capital analyst Anthony Chumbawamba. I'm sorry, this is a professional analyst. All right, going, coming back into it. Loop capital analyst Anthony Chikumba told Bloomberg, I have a hard time foreseeing how GameStop can morph into a credible competitor to Amazon. Cohen is the mastermind behind Chewy.com, a pet supply giant that he later sold for $3 billion. Whether he can turn things around for GameStop or not remains to be seen. Could this work? No, it could not. Walmart's having trouble competing with Amazon. I don't want to buy things from Walmart. I want to buy them from Amazon. And it's very difficult to ship games in to a location and making that a cost-effective endeavor for the company itself because you have to pay for postage and then potentially take that out of the total that somebody is getting for their trade-in. So where you give $8 normally, you would have to give $4. People really don't want to do that. And again, those are just spitball numbers, but you understand the point that I'm making. Now, on top of that, uh, how do you plan to compete when you can buy nearly everything you have on GameStop.com on Amazon and get it very, very quickly? Are you planning on doing home delivery, as in a store representative drives to your location? Or are you planning on offering two-day? I believe that they're already close to that as is. 
I don't know if they can turn this around, but there is potential because in the gaming industry, GameStop is still a very prominent name. It is still something that is relevant and it's still something that is looked to as the place to go to pre-order things. I have more faith pre-ordering my device at GameStop than I do pre-ordering at Amazon because I know that my local GameStop is going to get this shipment. I understand that there are retail workers that are in that GameStop that can help me with my needs. At Amazon, it's kind of a faceless corporate giant that is supposedly going to send me something. I don't know if it is going to come on time, but if I'm pre-ordering something, I know that GameStop has a pretty good track record for having those available. Now again, I don't know if this can save the company, and the question is still worth asking, does it really need to be saved? Uh, and that's a hard question to ask, especially if you happen to be on the board or a member of the GameStop team. Uh, but it seems that times they are changing, and uh, I don't know if GameStop is going to be relevant for much longer. Because you can buy many of your games digitally and play them digitally, much like many of you will do on Xbox. Did you see that transition? Very proud of that one. Uh, but Xbox is launching an app for remote gameplay on iOS. Not quite Project xCloud, but it's close enough for a lot of people. Not really, but it's something. Microsoft is preparing to launch a new Xbox app on iOS that will allow users to stream Xbox One games directly on their phones. As reported by The Verge, the app will allow users to remotely play games from their own Xbox One consoles on their iPhones over Wi-Fi or a mobile connection. This same app was launched in beta on Android just a few days ago that seems to be compatible with upcoming new Xbox Series consoles as well. This is a separate app from Microsoft's previous attempt at an iOS app for Project xCloud, which it pulled due to Apple's stringent rules on game streaming. However, the app, uh, excuse me, the xCloud app is still present and fully functional on Android devices and will need to be downloaded separately from the new Xbox app. So the question here is, what's the difference between the Xbox app and the Project xCloud app? Essentially, Project xCloud is your one-stop shop. You log in, you select your game, and you stream it from the cloud. The difference here is that this is not really a subscription service within an app. The remote connection Xbox app that we're talking about here today essentially allows you to connect to your existing library of games on your Xbox One or your Xbox Series X slash S. So the difference here is that you actually have to kind of circumvent the Apple problematic loopholes or whatever you want to call them uh, and connect directly to the library that you have on your console or within your own existing Microsoft Xbox library, whether that live in the cloud, on some kind of list, or on the console itself. Is it going to be the same experience? Not necessarily, but it will be similar. My question is, how well does this work? I'm assuming it's built on the same framework, and this is just kind of, again, circumventing that little flaw in Apple's uh, contracts. Uh, but we will see how fans react to this one. I'm interested to give it a shot, but right now, I don't really have an Xbox, so I don't know if it works with my PC setup, because I've kind of transitioned over to PC and gotten rid of the Xbox going into the next generation. So I might download it and give it a shot and see how all of that works. But if you do want to check out Project xCloud, Android has that available, and that is a top-tier streaming experience. But to round out today's show, we have some good news. Halo 4 PC flighting is expected to start before the end of October. One of my favorite Halo games, and I know that's controversial, but man, that is some smooth multiplayer. In a no, new, excuse me, new Halo community update, 343 Industries has confirmed that test flighting for Halo 4 on PC is expected to begin before the end of October. The developer made sure to note that things may change if something unexpected occurs, but for now, fans can expect the flight to begin sometime next month. 
As the final game in the Master Chief Collection, Halo 4 is now the only MCC game that 343 Industries has left to bring to PC. We hope they put Halo Wars 2 on Steam next. If you would like to have a chance at participating in this test flight for Halo 4, you will need to sign up for the Halo Insider Program. All you have to do is provide 343 Industries with your system specs and the information necessary for them to deploy test builds to your Steam and or Microsoft account, and you may end up getting selected to play in a flight and help find bugs that need fixing. Best of all, becoming a Halo Insider is completely free, so there is no reason not to sign up. Overall, the author says, I am really glad that the MCC is almost fully on PC, as playing all of these games is something the PC players have been waiting years to do. Halo is an amazing series, so I'm happy that more people are getting to experience it. It makes the wait for Halo Infinite less painful too. You can pick up the full Master Chief Collection on Xbox One or PC for $40, and it includes access to all of these games. PC players can't play Halo 4 right now for obvious reasons, but they are able to once the game is added to the live version of the Master Chief Collection. For some reason, I looked at MCC and thought Mortal Kombat, and I was like, wait, no, this is a Halo article. Uh, but I also want to mention this is included with Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate, so no matter where you are playing, you can play all of the Master Chief Collection in its full glory. I love Halo. I've been playing Halo 3 so much lately. It is such a phenomenal game, and I love it on PC, and I cannot wait to dive into Halo 4, and I will try and get into that flight, because Halo 4 is just really, really fun. The multiplayer is incredibly smooth, and I cannot wait to see how that runs on PC, because those visuals, chef's kiss, just... Gorgeous. Uh, but that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about everything we talked about here today. How do you feel about the Master Chief Collection coming to PC? And on top of that, what do you think about Resident Evil Village? Will you be picking it up? And do you think it should come to current-gen consoles? Or will it actually hold back the newest version? Would love to hear your thoughts. But until next time, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon, and peace.